welcome to Confessions of a Keyboardist, everybody. I'm Amy Frederick, your host, and I'm here today with Karen Hedges of Shiloh Music in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Hello, Amy. Hello, Karen. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here with you today. This is fun. I'm going to enjoy this. Uh, terrific. Me too. Yeah. I've been, really been looking forward to it and got so many things I want to ask you. Um, you're my first teacher guest on the podcast. Well, I'm so honored. <laughs> um, definitely. I wanted to talk to you about many, many things. And I'm, I feel like you'll probably surprise me too about some things um, that you will have to offer, you know, your perspective on working with pianists. Okay. Well, um, I hope so. You just showed me a picture before we started of your youngest student and your oldest student. Right. That just blew my mind. <laughs> Five years old. She started because her big brothers were taking, and she just would sit out in the lobby and wanted to come in and play. So we started out with, like, 15 minutes of just let's see what her... Perfect what her attention span would be. We are now up to 30 minutes. She loves it. She comes in every week. She's prepared for a five-year-old. She's just amazing me. Unbelievable. And then right before her and her brothers is my oldest, my 83-year-old. Wow. Her, her granddaughter takes from me, and she decided that, hey, it's time to learn something new. And it's just so much fun to go from you know, one extreme to the other within an hour period of time. <laughs> but right, it's so much fun. So I can now say that I teach anyone from age 5 to 83. <laughs> wow. I think the oldest student I've ever taught was in their 70s, maybe. Really? Early 70s, I think. I'll have to think about that. But um, th th my hat is off to that woman for learning something new. Oh, so absolutely. she has no experience whatsoever. It's brand new. I think she is totally brand new. I think she, it's something that she's always wanted to do. Amazing. And fa don't we? We're so lucky. I know. I love this profession. I can't imagine doing anything else. <laughs> How great is that, too? Yeah. I, we, we, don't, we just get to see the best in the human spirit. Right. Sometimes it's um, teaching be, those little fingers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So, well, let's just let's get on to this. I've got okay. questions to ask you. All um, right. So, so. We've established that you are um, with a music store. Right. You, you want to talk about your store? Okay. Um, we have been in business for 45 years. We just celebrated our 45th anniversary. I actually married wow. into the business. And um, we. it's run by my husband, myself, and now our two grown sons. Our oldest son, Paul, uh, res he was in the Army Reserves for about 22 years, and he retired two years ago, so he's now managing the store and uh, doing an, a stellar job. Our younger son, James, is a luthier, so he does a lot of the guitar repairs in the shop. And That's wonderful. When he's not on the road, he's been on the road with a lot of major uh, act, country acts and rock acts as their guitar tech. Gotcha. So he's toured all over the world doing doing that, and he's home right now, uh, so it's nice having both of the boys working here at the store with I us. Bet. And we've got a great staff of uh, salespeople here in the store. Um, we're full line, mom pa music store, and there's not very many mom pa stores left, even in the country. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But we've, like I said, we've been in the Mount Juliet community for 45 years. Wow. And, um, that's, and that's east of Nashville. Right, just east of Nashville, straight out of 40. And um, we also have, um, we sell guitars. We're a Martin dealer, Paul Reed Smith, um, ESP, 
Blue Ridge, Marshall. Can't think of all of the all of the brands, but we are a full line, and we also do band instrument sales and rentals to the schools. Wow. Um, I and bet that's do very complicated. <laughs> Lots of uh, record keeping there. And yeah, I stay in my teaching room. I let the guys out front handle all of that. <laughs> and they do it. They're amazing. Um, our education center is probably just a major growth in this area. We have nine studios, 18 teachers. Oh, my goodness. Some full-time, some part-time. Wow. Um and I manage the education center. Um, all of our teachers are self-employed and we love every single one of our teachers. We want them to be a part of our family when they, uh, when they start teaching. We have four piano teachers, two of which are former students of mine. Oh, which is, my goodness. I'm extremely proud of these two young ladies. I bet. Anna Lynn's been with us for about six years and Pat's been with, Pat's been with us for about 20 years. She's not one of my former students, but we both actually had the same piano teacher when we were growing up in Old Hickory. And then um, Sarah has been with us since January. Okay. So, but we also give lessons on guitar, mandolin, fiddle, violin, drums, horns, voice, bass, Wow. I don't know what I'm leaving out. <laughs> I don't want to leave anything out. Banjo. Did I say mandolin? Upright bass. Cello. Oh, wow. Drums. So, oh, wow. So you're around music constantly. All day. All the time. All day. And then, you know, when George and I go home, we're brainstorming about what else we can do. What else can we do um, at the store? Um, we're very community-oriented as well. We have sound systems that um, we, they just did a sound system gig for SCAN, which is an organization to help elderly people. One of our teachers was performing there, and George and Paul did the sound for it. Um, they do church installations. So there's, there's a lot of things that we do that is maybe outside the walls of the store. Yeah. Um, but just invite anybody to come in and see us and... You know, we try to, my brother-in-law coined a phrase, I guess, when they first opened the store, we have everything from a pick to a PA. <laughs> <laughs> and that about sums it up. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that is great. I, I'm actually sitting here with you right now in your studio and just looking around. I mean, you have a really nice setup here. Thank you. Um, you've got lots of shelves of music and, I mean, it's very homey, but, oh, I see a little djembe. And <laughs> So your students can play the drum? I know? do. I do. that. I um, have them early beginners just beating out the rhythms because we get away from the piano and they can just tap out the rhythms on the on the djembe or the floor tom. <laughs> Let them do either one. So. Yeah. And I guess it, um, it's probably pretty handy to be in a store. You could illustrate your point in many, many ways. Mm -hmm. like, just step out here a second. And yeah. <laughs> oh, there. Well, in one of the... Um, I think it's one of the um, p premier piano books by Alfred that I use a lot of. Um, there's a song about a cello. We had a cello in the store one time, and I took my student out to show him the cello. Absolutely. And, you know, I they're able to walk around the store and see any instrument that they want. Yes. We let them 
try the violins or, you know, when there's a song about a bass, you know, the big upright bass, Mm -hmm. take them in there. And it's so much fun to watch a little one look at the big stand-up bass and go, wow, (laughs) that thing's big. Yes. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Um, But they get to try any of the instruments in the store for fun. So... Oh, we lucky. Like to be That's hands-on. Yeah, very well-rounded, I would mm-hmm. think. Um, good, good, um, solid music education, not just on piano. Sure, but. there was a family that was in here um, just the other day, and you know, we asked, "Well, can we help you with anything?" And it was like, "Oh, we're here for a field trip." So they came in, and you know, <laughs> so our, our guys. I think Davy just showed them all around. Davy or Jesse showed them all around the store, and cool was that? So that was a lot of fun. So. All right. So, but you are primarily a piano teacher. Yes, that's all I teach is piano. And that is your main instrument? Like, when, no, I also play guitar and sing. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to learn things about you I didn't know. <laughs> oh, some of my hidden talents. <laughs> right? I, I guess I should say, you know, I've known you quite a while. I think yeah. at least 20 years. I think it's been at least that. Yeah. When I moved to Nashville, I, moved, I joined a, some piano teacher organizations. Yeah. And I think that's how. That's how we met. I'm pretty sure. I know Pianorama was one of the events yeah. where we kind of yeah kind of bonded a little bit through the spin in the weekend with all of our students and right all the duets yeah. and everything so and at meetings and things like that mm-hmm. maybe it was piano guild i'm not sure but yeah um but so you are also a guitar player and a singer i did mm-hmm. not know that was that your first instrument or piano was my first instrument okay i um started piano when i was probably about seven and I took from a lady in Old Hickory, Tennessee. Her name was Mrs. Henderson. She's my very first teacher. And um, I had several other teachers because we moved around when I was growing up. Lived in Hendersonville and Delaware and back to Hermitage. And so I had different teachers. And I really don't remember a lot about lessons. I do know that I was never, I didn't do very many recitals growing up, and I find that that's very important to my students now, um, because I don't feel like I had that performance track. Mm -hmm. You know, I played piano at home and enjoyed every minute of it. Um, My parents sometimes had to ask me to stop (laughs) practicing. (laughs) Uh (laughs) I wish some of my students had that. (laughs) But I do have some that their parents, I just wish that she would stop playing a little bit. Um, (laughs) Back then, uh, you didn't really have the option of a digital keyboard with headphones. No, you didn't have that option. And we also didn't have the distractions that children have today Mm -hmm. with all the technology games and stuff right but I we've always we always had a piano in the house and it was just a natural thing for me to do Uh, my mom played piano when she was growing up and this was the piano that she had uh, that I learned to play on and this piano that's here in your studio no 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 no. the one that I learned on was a little Baldwin Acrosonic that my grandparents bought for yeah. For my mom. We had a ball one, too. When Did I you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was the piano mm-hmm. during that time period. And um, But I, my mom took from Mrs. Henderson when she was a little girl. Oh, and wow. And I took from her. Oh, wow. And um, I do know that um, I can remember sitting on the piano bench when my mom would play a simplified arrangement of Hungarian Rhapsody. Right. Are you talking about the two. list piece? Yeah. And I wanted to play that. And I ended up learning it. You know, it was was an old, old arrangement. It's out of print now. But I still have her copy, and it's, you know, tattered and torn. But I 
I that was my goal to learn that mm-hmm. and I did you know and now I ask my students well what what can you play and they'll go da 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 so they want to play for release yeah but my goal was to learn to play Hungarian Rhapsody number two I never did learn the original but I did learn um, this other arrangement which is a pretty pretty stellar piece yes yes, yes. you can't simplify that too much <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes so your your mom played piano mm-hmm. did she play well or did she she was I think you know as a little girl I just looked up to her and went I want to do that absolutely um, but she doesn't play now um I did teach her for a while. Oh, wow. My dad, my dad surprised her one year for Christmas with a digital piano. Yeah. And she, so we did lessons for, oh, probably a couple of years. And it was so much fun. You know, yeah. once a week, I would teach my mom. <laughs> I bet. And she was, a, you know, probably an early intermediate level and it was fun Did you have to get on to her for to practice not really but um, she was she was very good about practicing oh yeah so it was fun wow and i guess i taught her how to practice you know mm-hmm. oh gosh there's a topic we could get into oh how, my gosh how to practice that's a, a very major deal I that think. is that is a major deal for all of us yeah, it doesn't matter what age. You falling know. in love with falling in love the with the instrument mm-hmm. alone. <laughs> yes, definitely is with that big monstrosity in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's get to we'll all get right. to that. Um, I'll try to stay on track here, so I, I want to make sure I cover, cover all these bases. Um, so you you're playing piano. You're mm-hmm. seven years old. So how many years of lessons did you take? Like I said, we moved around, so there were some times, I can remember probably about a two-year period that I did not take lessons, Okay. Um, maybe two to three years, and that was junior high to maybe 10th grade. When we moved back here, I found a teacher that lived in our neighborhood, and I really liked her. Right. I liked Mrs. Taylor a lot. Um, and then some of the other teachers... You know, I would take from one for a while, and maybe they moved away. I, those are things that are just kind of foggy in my brain, but I remember going to their houses. Gotcha. But I don't remember the actual lessons. I don't remember. I know that they didn't do recitals. My very first teacher did, and my last one did. Okay. But in between, no recitals. Okay. Do you remember what method books were used? Oh, I learned out of John W. Shaw. Okay. All right. I always love to ask uh, fellow teachers that yeah. question because I think it really does shape us. It does. Uh, and I went through the whole kind series. Of a big deal. Yeah. I went through the whole series of Shaw. When I was in high school, I played classical, you know, Clementi, sonat- sonatinas, and Beethoven sonatinas, and mm-hmm. spinning song, which everybody learned. <laughs> right. Um, and those are still some of my favorites to teach. Yeah, you know, because it's just fun repertoire. In case people are wondering, yep, that one. It's just fun, and it's great technical exercise for the kids. Yes, yes, I still love to teach some of those pieces I learned really young too. And I do know one thing that I did not get at all when I was taking lessons was theory. Theory was was not taught. None of the teachers that I took from ever taught theory yeah I could you know when I was 
in elementary school, junior high, I couldn't tell you what key a piece was in. Right. Because it was just not taught. Right. Right. And even when you look through those method books, it's not covered. Interesting. Now, the method books cover it. Mm -hmm. It might be just a little snippet of theory of, you know, oh, this is C major. Here's the scale. Here are the primary chords that you use. Right. And so... I love teaching my kids theory. Yes, interesting. Um, a, a, a trademark for me of a really good teacher is somebody who's willing to do more for their students than, than what was done to them, mm-hmm. done for them. Yeah, and you know. I think that's, I like hearing that because that is what I feel like I have to offer my students. Not only I want to instill the love of music with them, and I want them to do music forever. You know, like I said, I've got two of them two of my former students teaching here, but I've got one, I've got several that have studios around town teaching either in schools or private studios. Wow. Um, and it it's a really neat thing to see that happen. I bet. And it's very rewarding. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that keeps me going. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's just to watch where they go. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have a legacy of building teachers. Mm-hmm. And church musicians. I have some who play for their churches. Okay. That's cool, too. Yeah. Um, like praise songs or uh, classic hymns? or. I think she probably does a little of everything, okay. but probably more traditional. Okay. Hymn reading is difficult. Oh, I, the first church job I had, it was... I was hand, I'd been playing Beethoven sonatas, and then I'm handed this hymnal, and I'm like... <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, but now I can play, you hand me the hymnal and I'll play any of them. Right. But you get used to reading. Yes. You get used to reading that. That vertical, mind-blowing four-part brick harmony. wall <laughs> of four, at least four notes. I know, sometimes more. <laughs> more than your hands will reach. <laughs> right. It's a vocal score. I always tell my students, yeah. you know, it's not a piano score. I mean... You're, That's a good way to look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're being asked to help singers. Help all four parts. Well, help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as you get the melody going, you're okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got to leave a few things out here and there. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Right. So, mm-hmm. all right. So um, when I walked in the store today, I'll just mm-hmm. go ahead and tell this story. Oh. <laughs> um, you guys were listening to a recording mm-hmm. that had just been done um, about the story of you walking into your husband's store mm-hmm. and ordering a James Taylor book right. from him. Mm-hmm. Were you going to play piano or guitar, I got to ask? I was, I was going to play it on guitar. <laughs> I had just been to a James Taylor concert, and I wanted to learn music, okay. learn some of the music, and I didn't want to f- fiddle with, you know, doing it all by ear. I wanted to have the music, and this music store had just opened down the street from where I lived and so I went went in and asked if they had a, if there was a James Taylor songbook and there was this handsome guy behind the counter and you know <laughs> a few months later we were married oh wow <laughs> that's rapid very rapid we met in the spring and we were married in the fall oh wow and people said it wouldn't last and that was where one of the lines in the story we were young they yeah. say we were young and but it's called faded blue jeans because I was wearing blue jeans when I walked in to the store. Uh-huh. <laughs> I caught his eye and he caught mine, so yeah. very sweet. And the song was written 
by a young lady, lady named Amber Watts and um, Watt, Amber Watts, and um, she read about our story and wrote the song. And it is just a really sweet song. And my kids surprised me with it, surprised me and George with it. And I, needless to say, there were tears when I heard it the first time. <laughs> and when you and I were listening to it a while ago, I just got choked up. Me too. I thought I was going to sweet, sweet completely song. lose it. <laughs> it was so... You held yourself together really well. <laughs> so did I. Oh, it was wonderful. But yeah, we, my husband's family opened the store. Okay. On April 1st of 1974. All and right. then I married into it. How great. And so at the time, really, you were more into guitar, perhaps. I was. And we had been married for a few months. And he said, well, why don't you teach piano? And I said, hmm, never thought about that. So yeah. I did. I started taking on students and just fell in love with watching these kids learn. How amazing is that? And it's just been, it's been a journey. I think we were talking about that. I saw you at, we were both judges for Federation. Right. Um, no, I wasn't is, a judge. I was a monitor. Okay. So, yeah. I was, um, I, we, but we were talking, having a discussion yeah. there um, about, I think we had lunch together. We did. And so if, uh, we got, we always get into really good discussions really fast. <laughs> I know, we do. We just, <laughs> yeah, very much a very connection much. there. Yeah. But I love that you said fall in love with the process mm -hmm. of watching kids mm -hmm. grow and learn through music. It is. And that's really for me what is making me cherish being a piano teacher right. as well mm -hmm. is um just surrendering to it yeah um going with the flow <laughs> you do you know some days students will come in they've had a bad day at school and they'll play a piece and they're just stumbling all over the place i'll say wait a minute let's just stop how was your day today mm -hmm. And they might have had a really rough day that maybe they had a test that they didn't do well on or they had a fight with a friend or whatever, but they, mm -hmm. you know, I've got one student who um, her family tells them that, tells me that I'm her best friend. Oh my goodness. And, you know, and she's a shy girl, but sweet, sweetheart of a girl. Mm -hmm. But she'll tell me things that you know, just fun things that happened at school. Nothing, nothing earth shattering, but it's just kind of fun to have that relationship with the student. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it, it's it's fun to be there for them, mm -hmm. and to be that person. Yes, humanity first, music yes. second. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it is. Yes, it is. It just depends. Yeah, I gotcha. So. Um, you're, so you're teaching here at a store, mm -hmm. and so we've talked a little bit about what the perks of that would be. Mm -hmm. That you, well, you, if they need a book, I guess you can walk. I right, walk right out there. If they leave their books at home, I go right out front <laughs> and grab one off the rack and say, "Now, don't bend it, don't write in it. <laughs> right. I'll let you borrow it today, but don't forget your books again." You yes. know, because that's part of their responsibility is bringing their books to and from lessons. Absolutely. When so. when that happens to me, I, you know, I have to think so fast. Like, mm -hmm. what are we going to do now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you know, well, sometimes if they leave their books at home too often, we'll just, you know what, let's do some theory. Let's play some scales. Mm. Or let's, you know, think outside the box a little bit. Oh, and yeah. we'll do some different things. And it depends on the age mm -hmm. of the student. Yes. And what we do. Me too. Um, does that fix the book problem if you play scales the entire <laughs> lesson? <laughs> Well, Let me I think about that one. <laughs> Maybe it will. <laughs> Growing up, I hated playing scales. 
I, I guess I don't remember that because my teachers, like I said, they never taught scales, so I didn't. Ah, uh, yeah, didn't do them. Well, I I didn't do them, and I was supposed to do them. Oh, you okay. know. But yes, I just hated them so mm-hmm. much. I just could not see the value in that. So, but I bet you do now. Oh, absolutely. Well, I had to get my stuff together because I, you know, in music school they sort of make you do that, you know, <laughs> or you won't pass. Right? <laughs> you can go study something else yeah, if you want to. If you want to, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I was a terrible student to my early teachers. I just know I was. <laughs> so maybe maybe I've forgotten a lot of that. Partly my age and partly. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it's selective memory. <laughs> I doubt that. But. I do remember crying one time in a lesson because I couldn't get the rhythm right. And it was a dotted quarter note and an eighth note. Oh. And I could not get that rhythm right. And my teacher must have just started pounding it out or something. And so <laughs> when I teach students dotted quarter note and eighth note rhythm, I'm so compassionate. (laughs) We'll get this. I promise we'll get it. I play it with them. I do whatever it takes Mm -hmm. to get them to understand it because I don't want tears. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, Oh, gosh. You're just making me think of so many things I want to ask you. I think playing with students is, you know, powerful. It is. And um, not a bad method, Mm -hmm. really. I don't teach by rote. Um... Sometimes I will, if I have a student that has happened here recently, we're getting ready for Guild next weekend, (laughs) and one page isn't quite done yet, Mm -hmm. so yesterday I worked with him and said, we're going to do this by ear, because he's got a fabulous ear. Yes. Let's just do this, because you're being graded on the notes. You can't leave them out. <laughs> you can't play it how you want to when you're when you've got a judge that's going to be li- watching your music and oh he left that whole section out right so, right so I you know I have to change I cater every lesson to every student on what they need I was and, ask and you that. that was something that he needed and we have one more lesson until guild and he'll nail it yes. I know he will. Yes. So, but it was just, okay, I've got the book. You're going to play this. And I played it with him. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you go home and work on that. And he will. He'll come back next week and it'll be done. Yes. I, You know, I'm with you. I customize every lesson to every person. Yeah. I know that some teachers just, this is my method, and if you don't fall in it, you're going to have to go study right. with somebody else. Which, I mean, I respect that if mm-hmm. that's what they need to do. But I'm with you. If, if they have a great ear, man, that's a strength. That's a strength. That's, that's a talent. I don't have. <laughs> you know, right? It's a God-given thing. It is. And, uh, and should be valued. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Well, one of the other perks about being here in the store is one of my other jobs here not only do I run the education center, but I'm in charge of ordering all the music books. Right. And so I keep up with what's brand new. Yeah. Because I'm on some of the new issue programs for dealers, and um, my sales reps are always, hey, Karen, we got this book in. You know, what What do you think? You need me to send you some? And um, Hal Leonard has an excellent series right now, the Disney series. It's also that out. put out by the Fabers. We have some out front. I'll okay. show them to you after this. Cool. Um, but th- it's through the Faber, uh, Nancy and Randall Faber as well. Mm-hmm. Level primer up to 2B. 
Okay. And these have been pupil savers. You know, some kids are like, oh, I don't want to do this method book. You show them this Disney book, bam. Okay. They love it. Philip Keverin has the some of the Star Wars books. Big Note, Easy Piano. Gotcha. More life-saving pieces <laughs> for students. Yeah. You know, because they want to play what they hear. Absolutely. My 83-year-old loves hymns. All right. So we're in some hymn books. Okay. Easy, easy, one finger, just melody. Yes. And she's just so happy with that. Yes. Um, there has to be a tolerance, I think, as a teacher, maybe for m many different styles of music and appreciation for all mm -hmm. of them. Absolutely. Um, love for all of them, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a jazz pianist, but I'm teaching some kids to play jazz. Okay. What series book do you have for that? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm actually using uh, Wynne Ann Rossi's Jazz in Americana. I love her. I it, love her arrangements. They're it, great. It, that is the best introduction to jazz, and mm -hmm. I'm working my way through these as well okay. because if I'm going to teach it, I'm going to learn it. I totally respect so you for that. My my expansion, my music expansion has just oh, gone yeah. crazy because of what these kids are wanting to do. Mm -hmm. And you know, I and I'm up front with them. Mm -hmm. I'm not a jazz pianist. I'm classically trained. But let's learn it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, I love that about teaching as well, that they're always bringing me something new. Yeah. And um, like uh, this week, a student wanted to learn um, Never Enough from Greatest Showman. Yes. What a song. My I goodness. They're great. I wasn't, I'd never heard it before. Uh -huh. And um, last week, someone wanted to play Faded. I can't tell you who that's by, mm -hmm. but uh, it's a pop song mm -hmm. right now. <laughs> I have to show you some and, other books out front that you're going okay. to like. All right. And and we're just, you know, well, I'll just jump in and try. We'll, like, figure yeah. it out. We'll figure it out together. Mm -hmm. I've got three boys who have played Believer by Imagine Dragons. That's, yeah. like, the huge... Oh, yeah. A wonderful song of the last year and a half that right. saves a lot of my male students. Right. But, I mean, I don't want to. Uh, there may be a, a girl who wants to play it, too. But, you know, the, um, I have one boy that um, he's 15 or 16, and he's been taken for two years. And he started by playing off of YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. I've got several of those, too. And technique was all over the place. Yeah. We straightened all of that out. Yeah, how did you do it? Um, I told him he <laughs> put on my teacher voice. <laughs> you came to me to learn to read music. Well, that's what we're going to do. You've got an incredible ear, and I love that. And we're going to continue with that. But you want to read music? Let's do it. And once he, once it clicked with him, yeah, there's no stopping him. Absolutely no stopping. Right. And he... Um, Do you is, find the reading to be sort of a backup for them? I mean, it's... Um, oh, my gosh. When they get the connection between eye and ear... Um, when it happened with him, when it all connected, it was just the coolest thing to watch mm -hmm. as a teacher. To watch a, a young man come in, couldn't read anything, and now he's playing sonatas. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> So Jazz took off like gangbusters, basically. Yeah. And he, like I said, he's got an incredible ear, and I think he uses all of that together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just 
there's such a connection there. Mm-hmm. He's fabulous. I always say to you know to whoever's my students that are listening, if we can get your eye, your ears, and your body mm-hmm. all firing together, it's then, amazing. Yeah, yes, that's what we're I trying love it. for. <laughs> then when they're playing scales, I had one the other day that was playing scales, getting ready for guild, you know, and one hand finished first. <laughs> and I said, it's not a race. We need to be together. <laughs> so I didn't make a joke on your water. <laughs> but one hand, I mean, they were doing two octaves, and one, I think the left hand made it first. Yes. <laughs> so you you mentioned Gil. That's a great way to get students to play scales, isn't it? I mean, oh, it is. It's, it's required. Oh. Basically, yes, it is. Um, what is Guild exactly? The National Guild of Piano Teachers. It's a national organization, and I've been a member for probably at least twenty-five years. And I will say, being a member of Guild has made me a better teacher. The students are—they prepare a certain number of pieces. They can do anywhere from like two pieces to twenty. Mine usually do six to eight. I have one doing ten pieces this year—a national program. Um, wow. Yeah. All memorized. Wow. Now, they also have a hobbyist track where the students can use their music. I let a lot of my first year younger students do that mm-hmm. because they don't even know what it's about. Yeah. What is Guild? You know, what? I'm going to play for a judge. So I've started using the term teacher instead of a judge. Oh, I like that. Because I like that a lot. Judge is a. Yeah. Almost a mean term. Yeah. You know? Oh, yes. you're going to go get judged. Yeah. No. You're going to, and we do practice report cards in here. They receive a report card. But the best thing is that they receive, they set a goal. My advanced students, we start working in the fall for the spring auditions. Sure. And I think I've got 21 students performing this year for Guild. And wow. Wow. The preparation is a lot. It's worth every second that I put into it. Every second. How interesting. Um, and why Why do, would you say that? That you see the improvement? I see their improvements. I see them setting a goal. Okay. Because it's, you know, if we start in October, it's not till May. Okay. Right? And my younger ones, we maybe, maybe we'll start 1st of January to May. And they set that goal. That's about eight months, mm-hmm. maybe seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they set a goal. They meet that goal, and they're rewarded with a grade. They get a really nice certificate that I present to them at the recitals. Um, and you know, I'm very, very proud of my students every year. And I know, without a, sh- I know that it has made me a better teacher. Because when you look at those report cards and all the details, you know, correct notes, time values, rests, mm-hmm. dynamics, all the different aspects of playing, they're being graded on that. Yeah. And <laughs> dynamics is always the toughest because every piano is different. Oh, isn't that the truth? So in other words, what's soft on one is loud on another. Right. And also the size of the room affects mm-hmm. that. You know, learn the, the subtleties of dynamics, you're right. It's yeah. Like, you're, you're playing to the room. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I always tell them to exaggerate. Yeah. You know, just exaggerate that soft and exaggerate that loud, and then it's all going to become very natural when you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, there, there is a finesse t- to playing when it's... Um, 
um, those finer details. It's it, there's a depth yes. to the playing. Mm-hmm. It's more dimensional, I think. Like um, I don't know how to put it exactly. Just more colors. Yes, absolutely. And I'll play for them. I'll play a piece without any dynamics and without any expression whatsoever. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I'll play it with the expression. And I'll say, well, which one did you like the best? Mm-hmm. Well, like that way that you played it. And I said, that's what I want you to do. Now can you do it? Right. And they get it. Yeah, modeling. Modeling. Another great teaching modeling. Uh, <laughs> quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, cool. Yeah. Um, so your students do guild. Do they do anything else? We do federation. This was, this was my third year to do federation. Um, and I had eight students who participated. And we really enjoyed it. It's... I like it because it's whatever they do for Federation, they will also do those pieces for Guild. Right. So it's a practice run. It's a practice run. Um, Some of them are not doing Guild. They're just doing Federation. Some are just doing Guild. I do not make my students do any of this. Um, I like the aspect of them going somewhere, playing for another teacher. And I know you judged at Federation. I think you had two of my students. Okay. for Federation, and they were very, we were all very pleased, you Excellent. know, with the with the scores that you gave them, and then the other two judges that um, my students got to play for, it's a good experience for them, mm-hmm. something that I never had growing up. Me either. I never did those. No, never did. I wasn't even aware that they those kinds of things no. existed. I did have, I did have, I don't know where it is. One of my books growing up was a Guild repertoire book. And I never knew what it was. But look at this. There it is. Never knew. Piano music appropriate for the auditions of the National Guild of Piano Teachers. Guild repertoire. She's holding up a book here. And the the uh, publisher is Semi... Well, how do you say that? Bush- Burchard? <laughs> I mean, Semi Bur- Burchard? Okay, the reason I'm bringing that up is because that's like a really... Um, it's very timely, but it puts it in a certain era. Yeah, that music. Definitely. Um, definitely. So yeah, you still have the book. I still have the book, <laughs> but but didn't know anything about Guild. No. Or fe- Federation. Well, I don't know what that stands for. Junior Federation Music Club, or I think so. National F- NFMC. National Federation Music of Music Clubs. Okay. All right. Yeah. And it's just another. Um, you play two pieces. Two pieces. One that um, is required. They have a a book that I think it runs for. Th- three or four years with all the pieces that are required. Okay. And then the students get to choose another piece on their level. Okay. That they want to do. All right. So it's just two pieces from memory. Right. And um, I just listen and comment on things that I think sound really good Mm -hmm. and just try to give a suggestion or two that might open up another avenue of (laughs) funness for a musician. And that's what they need. You know, I can sit here and tell them every week, oh, that sounds great, or you need to work on this. My favorite is you need to work on your dynamics or you need to hold that dotted half note out for three beats. (laughs) And then the comments come back from either Federation or Guild. Watch that dotted half note in measure four. (laughs) Oh, have you heard that before? (laughs) Right? It kind of backs you up. It does. It validates what I'm doing. Yeah. And, you know, my students have all just, I'm always so proud of them every year for what they do. Yeah, because oh, yeah. they work so hard. 
Yes, yes. So, okay. So let's talk just a little bit, if you don't mind, about... Uh, so I'm sure you use method books. Mm-hmm. It, well, we all have to. We do. They give basic information. Keeps me on track. Yeah, that too. I mean, it's just... It's organized information mm-hmm. that builds a musician. Absolutely. A, a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're using method books while you teach some of these other pieces? How, how are mm-hmm. you juggling... Um, the that's amount. fun. There's a lot of stuff. To There's cover. a lot of stuff. Um, when they're when they're preparing for guild and they're on the intermediate level, they have to do one out of each time period. Okay. So when they reach that early intermediate stage, and usually before that, but I use the Keith Snell mm-hmm. Essential Piano Repertoire. Okay. I love that series because it's a graded series from prep level all the way to level 10. Yes. Um, so that that has really helped with, and the, the selections of classical repertoire is the best. Yeah. I also use the Bastion Piano Literature, but the Keith Snell has a CD with the book. Okay. And um, I use the CDs and I have the students listen to the CD before they even play a song out of the book because I want them to hear the music. Yeah. Um, in these, it's Baroque, Classical, and Romantic okay. time periods. All right. That's a great idea. So they get exposed to not only the piece that they like, but maybe some of the pieces mm-hmm. that they don't like. Right. And I have a market with a check or a check plus or check minus or however they want to let me know what they like the best. Oh, that's a great idea. And I, I was at the one of the conferences uh, two years ago. Well, I know we're going to talk about conferences in a minute. Um, I was at the NCKP, and I got to meet Keith Snell and Diane Heidi, who, re- who records the CDs. And so I was telling Diane how I use those CDs in my lessons. She said, hold on just a minute. You need to tell this man what you just told me about listening to the CDs and everything. So I'm telling Keith Snell how I use his books and CDs. How awesome. <laughs> and it was just really neat, just a very, just yeah. an honor to meet the two of them. Yeah. And um, I'm sure I, that they felt the same way. To, I mean, to, yeah. to know that what they're doing is helping you mm-hmm. and that they're affect, affecting mm-hmm. the lives of how many how many students do you have right now about 48 oh my gosh <laughs> so and how many have you taught through the years i don't even want to count yeah so <laughs> i don't have enough fingers and toes <laughs> <laughs> but that's the effect that yeah. you know keith snell is having is yeah. impacting impacting so many children and i think probably most of my students i've even started my young ones in the prep of the Keith Snell. Okay. So um, just right off the bat. Just right off the bat. When they can start putting hands together, right. I will start them in that. Um, because I think it's very appropriate to teach the classicals. I think that's a good basic. And I even yeah. show them the chord progressions, you know, with one, four, five, and how that even goes into a rock song. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or a country song. Yes. And it started with Bach and Beethoven. <laughs> Right. And even before that, but, you know. Yeah. yeah, so, but I use the Keith Snell. My primary method is the um, piano, the Premier Piano by Alfred. It's their newer. Okay. Um, the basic piano has been around forever right. by Alfred. And then the Premier is one of my favorites now. I love the music in it. Um, the kids love it. And my new favorite beginner book for little ones is the Bastion New Traditions 
that came out two years ago. Okay, and this is for like early, four, five, six-year-old, seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. The, the Primer A is all off the staff. Okay, yeah. Okay, Very it's on good. the black keys, and then it moves to the white keys with the letter names written in the note head. Okay. So they get familiar with the keyboard and the hand-eye coordination. Right. The book, the Primer B, is all starting off, you know, middle C, C, D, E, C, B, A, on the staff. Right. So you can start them with the A and go through the off the staff reading and then go into the on staff, or you can start them in the Primer B just right off the bat on the staff. Okay. Get your choice. You've got your choice. And I like the logical way that they use it. And then I'll go up to a certain point. I've got some that I think it only goes up to 3B right now. I'm going to find out today if if the level four has come out. But I've got some that are in it. It's only one book. So it's only one book for them to keep up with. But I supplement with the Disney, with the Keith Snell. Okay. So everybody knows Disney songs. It's sort of like the new folk song. I mean, when I was coming up, people played folk songs. Right. Now it's it's um, a small world and okay, Hakuna Matata and all. Right, and that's sort of the uh, mm-hmm. the common musical language because that's, that's what the kids know. They don't know folk songs. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, they don't know Yankee Doodle and right. <laughs> should we come and round the mountain? <laughs> yeah, Oralee. Uh, yeah. Um, Although Oralee is in a lot of the method books, but they but it's a new one to them. Okay. They don't know it. Right. It's, of course, it's Love Me Tender, too, Elvis Presley. Right. But that's also... Mm. Elvis who? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I don't think I've ever had anyone ask me, who Who are the Beatles? <laughs> but I've had some ask, who's Elvis? <laughs> wow. I know, I'm right? I'm so surprised. So... You've got method books, you've got special pieces, you've got the snail method, but you can use the snail stuff for guild. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So th- that's good to know. Um, and so then, I, try to, I try to be very well-rounded what yeah. they're doing, and, you know, what one student is doing, the next one is, is not going to do. I have two girls that one of them just always wants to know what method and what, what level the other one is on. And I don't tell them. If they want to know, they can talk to each other. But I do not compare students ever. Mm. Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, that That's just like comparing people. I mean, I know. Because their strengths and their, yeah. I mean, even finger length, you know. We don't. We can't control. Charter member of the small hand club here. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. We can't control that. There's so much no. out of that to compare is mm-hmm. so. You can't. Silly. You just can't compare. Because <laughs> they're all individuals. So each one of my lessons is individual. Okay. Do you have them, like, have a notebook and you write in it, assignments and things like that? I use um, a particular assignment book uh, with most of them. Okay. Some of them I don't. Yeah. Some of them I, they have the book and they don't use it. Gotcha. But when they get older, I have them buy a cute journal. Okay. And we'll write in that. Yeah. I've gotten to where I'm, I use Post-its more than anything. Just, I just stick oh. a little post-it in the... post-it. <laughs> yeah. I mark every every piece that they're supposed to play with the date and okay. a post-it. Yes, yes. I and buy them by, by the packages, by the, <laughs> by the dozen. <laughs> yes, yes. Because uh, then they, you know, they just go home and open the book and there it is. Yes. This is what I want you to do. That's it. Pretty much. I, I haven't run into anybody who takes the post-it out yet. <laughs> I hope they don't figure out that they can. Well, I've had some that miraculously or some mysteriously, the post-it ends up halfway down the book page. And I'll open it up. How did that happen? I don't know, Miss Karen. Right. 
I, you know, I have one regret, and that is that I did not start writing a book of things that the kids say. <laughs> oh, you need from to do early that. on. Yeah, you got to do that. I probably At should start point. doing that now because I have no intention of retiring. Oh, I love that. Me either. <laughs> Me either. Yeah. So. Yeah, you got to do that. Um, well, I just came up with a question just off the top of my head right now that I didn't plan on asking okay. you. Okay. <laughs> and if this puts you on the spot, you know, um, okay. you don't have to answer. Okay. Because it's but um, I guess I'm kind of curious. Um, through the years, you know, can you recall the difficult students? Oh yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you want horror stories? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the, what's your take on that? Like when a student is like, you really don't meld well for them, or yeah. uh, like they really challenge you. Like you have to come up with mm -hmm. some new things to do that you don't ever do, right? Because this student really needs that, and like, and you're having headaches thinking about them, oh, yeah. or you're. You know, brainstorming it in the shower, in your mm -hmm. car, you know, they keep coming up and you don't know what to do. I mean, you know, how do you handle those kinds of situations? You know, that is such an interesting question because, you know, we've talked about all the great things about piano teaching and, <laughs> oh, this is just a wonderful <laughs> thing. But, yeah, we do get those. We do get those challenged students. And um, I have had some. And I can remember one early on in my teaching. I mean, I had not been teaching more than a couple of years. And I can remember her just going all over her music book. <laughs> and I don't think I had any children at that time. But I said, you know what? That is not acceptable behavior. <laughs> and her parents were sitting right outside the door. And I was just meek and mild and quiet. And I didn't know what to say to the parent. So I said nothing. But I told that little girl that that was not acceptable. Mm -hmm. She never did it again. Cool. <laughs> I have had some that have talked back to me. Yeah. With that, I don't have to do it if I don't want to. Oh, Attitude. My goodness. And <laughs> being a parent of two boys, and I have two grown grandsons, eighteen and almost eighteen and twenty year old grandsons. But I don't take that kind of lip off anybody. <laughs> I may be short, <laughs> and my students may be tall, but if they come in with that kind of an attitude, I will just say, excuse me, that is not acceptable. Yeah. And if it happens more than once or twice, I will talk to the parent because yeah. I'm here to teach them to play the piano. Yeah. And if they don't want to be here... <laughs> Music is an extravagance, really. It is. It's, 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 it's an honor to be able to play I mean, and to be I mean, able lessons. to learn. Yeah. And it's a, you don't have to go You don't have lessons. to do this if you don't want to. <laughs> right. But, when, but then on the flip side, you know, those are the extreme. And there have not been that many mm -hmm. that, that have been disrespectful. But if they are, I call them out on it immediately because I don't want to put up with that. And you're right. You're driving in the car and you're thinking, how can I reach this child? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you get the ones that the parents are making them take lessons. Oh, Lord. And they that's don't really want to be here. Yeah, that's tough. So, luckily, I have any type of music they want to try to play uh, out yeah. in the front of the store. Yeah. And, you know, well, what do you want to learn to play, Amy? <laughs> I don't know. Uh -huh. 
I get that. Um, well, do you want to do classical? No. Do you want to do <laughs> some pop music? Who's your favorite singer? I don't have one. You know, and you run into dead ends constantly. <laughs> right. But then when those Disney books came out, like I said, that was a pupil saver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everybody likes Disney and they're familiar with the music. So that has helped to re-energize some of them that don't want lessons. Okay. Good to know. But then sometimes you get the ones who the parent is making them take no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting little, little Susie quit. I'm not letting <laughs> little Johnny quit no matter what. They can't quit. They're going to take lessons. Yeah. And so we sit here, and I go, well, what do you want to do? You didn't practice this week, so what do you want to do? I don't know. Well, let's sight read. Mm. You know, and we'll sight read some music. I'll pull out something fun for them to sight read, Mm -hmm. trying to find something that will spark their interest, something that will go, aha, I can do this. Yes. And if I'm having them sight read something, it's way easier than what they're capable of doing. Yeah. Because I want it to be a win-win situation. Absolutely. I want them to succeed. I don't want them to say, well, she made me sight-read this music and I can't do it. Right, right, right. Hey, I sight-read a piece of music and I did it. Yes. That's what I want. I want to see the smiles. I want to see the light bulbs go off. Right. And you have to know what level they're at to be able to choose the right sight-reading level. Right. Because uh, and that, that really takes some, mm-hmm. some time and um, just experience for a teacher to figure that stuff right. out. It does. And, you know, any brand-new teacher, whew, I feel sorry for them to work <laughs> with some, some of the kids today that just don't have... They want instant gratification. They mm-hmm. don't want to learn to do it. They just want to be able to do it. So do you see a change in that? Oh, yeah. You do? Oh, yeah. Okay. Big change. I, I was going to ask you, I know I use some technology in my mm-hmm. lessons because like, it's, it can be a real saver. Like, right. um, I had a kid not come with books last right. week, and so I have Simply Piano on my mm-hmm. phone, on my iPhone, mm-hmm. and I that has saved me and mm-hmm. you know or I, I might have five minutes left we've done we've worked really hard the kid is tired mm-hmm. you know they're seven years old they really need a snack mm-hmm. they've been going since 6 a.m. you know it's four o'clock they just and so I'll pull up simply piano mm-hmm. or, or um, I've got some apps on my iPad mm-hmm. like I use Noteworks and mm-hmm. um, Flash Note Derby and got Piano Maestro and um, Rhythm Cat some stuff like that mm-hmm. so I was just curious do you ever do things like that? Do you? Do you I do occasionally. Um, I have some of those same apps on my iPad. Um, my students have not grasped hold of all of those, but I'll tell you what I do use. This is my main technology, the Roland MT90 with the old floppy disks, you know, the old, um, oh, the old floppies. Um, square floppies right and they it um, has it's like a band in a box and so it's got all of the tracks yeah it's got drum tracks it's got piano tracks you can take the piano off and and so they can play with it that's cool so it's really cool that's my main technology and it's old technology our Roland amp was it Roland um, rep was in the other day and I was showing him the box he's like wow (laughs) (laughs) so you know it's it's probably (laughs) 25 years old. Okay. But, but it's like they get to play... They get to play with... The, other people. With the band. Mm-hmm. And I've got all the discs for the Premiere and the Basic 
Alfred's premiere, Alfred Basic, and um, Piano Adventures. Okay. So there's tracks to all these to method all the, book songs. Mm-hmm. I got you. So they can play with it. I bet they love that. They do. They really, I call it my high-tech metronome because it doesn't just go <laughs> tick, tick, tick. But you can speed the song up and slow it down oh, that's nice without too. changing the pitch. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing... Um, that's good. One of the... One of the questions that we were going to go over, and I'm going to I'm going to tie this in. Sure. The conferences that I've attended. My all-time favorite conference is the National Conference NC, National Conference on Keyboard Pedagogy. It's in Chicago every other year. Yes. Right outside of Chicago, and I'm going again in July. Yes. Um, because there's so many seminars, so many amazing things, you know, and I get my battery recharged, my teaching battery recharged every two years when I attend this. This will be my fourth time to attend. Um, But two years ago, they had this company, I don't remember the name of it, Keys to Imagination, triple triple threat tiles and their dominoes, music dominoes. When I have five minutes left, we play music dominoes. And it's got... You know, this is level two. It's got slurs, sharp, flat, staccatos. This one is um, the level one with just note quarter values. notes, note values, music alphabet, loud and soft. Gotcha. And okay. we can play, and they have to tell me. I take it a step further. They have to tell me what the, what the symbols mean. Okay. Like with F for forte, there's they can't match the F to the F. They have to match the F to forte or loud. Okay. So they have to know what they mean. Yeah. And there's like six levels of that. Okay. So instead of technology, we're playing this. We sit on, we put them on the bench, and we, <laughs> we just play dominoes. <laughs> right. And, you know, parents might look in, and they go, what are you doing? We are playing music dominoes you want to play. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had the parents come in, and the kids show them. So it's fun. Yes. And if we have extra time, they want to play dominoes. Gotcha. And I've got another game. Uh, this is through Alfred Publishing called Musical Adventures. Okay. And it's a board game, kind of like Shoots and Ladders or something like nice. that. Nice. And we play that. Yeah. And it's all music terms. Right. So if a kid's having a really bad day, maybe sometimes, you, yeah. We'll just pull out a game. Right. And they're laughing. Yeah. They're laughing when... Yeah. Um, so, but the NCKP should come sometime. It's a lot of fun. I really think I'm going this year. Are you? Based on your recommendation. Oh, my yes. gosh. Well, I looked at the guests and, you know, the, the seminars and stuff that's yeah. going on, and I really, I yeah. can't wait. It's, uh, there are several things I really want to do. And then um, the publisher showcases. Yeah. You always get free music. And then they have a big room for, with um, all the publishers showing their stuff oh nice yeah i'm sure you they love you too because they know you you can buy their music i mean mm-hmm. yeah i would think that but that'd be a great way for you to pre preview it yes choose what you want oh i do and um but of course being a music dealer uh music store owner we go to the big music merchants convention the nam show every oh. july that's held here in nashville yes i've seen you there yes as a that's strange right thing. i know we did well, that was last year wasn't it that we, we ran into each other pretty sure we were at the casio booth yeah was that right that's it we were playing with the casio keyboard i was playing with their grand yeah. um, um you were showing it to yeah. me yeah it was really that nice. was yeah that was fun so yes. we're going again in July, and then after that, I go to NCKP. Okay. But it is great. You get to meet um, the 
not only you know the, the publishers are all there, but the writers of the music yes. are there. Yes, and my students think it's cool that. I know Melody Bober and Wynne Ann Rossi and mm-hmm. Keith Snell. And I think it's cool that you yeah. know them. <laughs> but we've also had, um, we've been very fortunate here to host Alfred workshops yes, here was, in the store. I was going to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. How, how It seems to me like at least once a year you do that? We, let's see, we're not doing one this year, and we didn't do one last year. We've had Jane McGraw. We've had... Um, Went in Rossi. Let's talk about these people real quick. Okay. So Jane wrote a book that mm-hmm. is an incredible resource. It is or reliable. I guess we should call her Doctor McGraw. Probably <laughs> is she a doctor? It wouldn't surprise me. I think she's probably. at somewhere in Oklahoma, maybe. Mm-hmm. But she, the she, Pianist Guide to Standard Teaching and Performance Literature. And this book, it it tells what level pieces are classical pieces are so that you can match up oh well this piece is a level 10 and this one is a 5 so I think you're on a 5 so we don't need to do that one yet mm-hmm. and it gives validation to my students yes. that says oh okay I'll wait <laughs> <laughs> or that one is too easy for you mm-hmm. you know okay yeah. do something harder it's a great resource for it teaching is. for at least it's level 7 I, I believe it is and, I, and well I just remember that because I've had to look it up and do the very thing that you're talking about so many times because mm-hmm. so many students want to come in and play it and I mean the beginning is not that hard but no. wow the middle can just really but surprise there, them there are some simplified arrangements for like the late elementary student of Fur Elise that's yes. just the theme. Yes. And I use that a lot. Yeah. Because that way they're playing it. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, you'll learn the rest of it later. Mm-hmm. But that that is an inv- a, a valuable source. So and you had her here at the store. She was here, and she also right. has a, se- a whole series of classical books that she's edited. Okay. Um, so that was, that was good. We've had Melody Bober, who is one of the best writing music for students yeah she knows the students heart and mind mm-hmm. and what they want to learn yeah and her music is just phenomenal when Ann Rossi is just so much fun her jazz jazzing Americana series and um, just any of her pieces that she's written have been fun a lot of them have been Federation pieces as well as well as Melody Bobers okay um, let's see Melody who else did, have we had have you had Mona Rahino? No, we have not. I love her music. I love her arrangements. Yes, yeah, so she is with Hal Leonard. Am I pronouncing her name correctly? I think so. Okay. That's how I'd pronounce it. Um, I was looking to see... I'm trying to think who else you had. Um, um, seems like... Gail Kowalczyk. Okay. Tom Giroux. Yeah. Winan. I know... Tom writes um, praise music arrangements, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, that would be good for uh, um, church musicians. Yeah, it's a lot of that. Uh, Carol Tornquist, we had her. Oh, she writes great uh, sheet music. Do we have Carol or did she just attend? She may have just attended. Um, but a couple of years ago we hosted Glory St. Germain from Canada and she does the Ultimate Music Theory oh. course. I don't know if you I'm not came to that, that with that one. Um, but it's an amazing theory course and because I didn't have theory growing up I studied it some in college um, and loved loved theory Um, but I'm working on my certification through the ultimate music theory course and um, but it's it's a good 
um, this is just one of the books, but there's all of these. Okay, it's called it's Ultimate Music Theory. Ultimate music theory. Mm -hmm. uh, basic Rudiments, Ultimate Music Theory. Yeah, this is book. Th this is the third book in the series. Okay, um, and I'm working my way through several of them uh, cool. to get my certification. Oh. And I'm doing that just for me. It, it's just a self thing that I want to accomplish. Yeah, and, and um, so it'll be. It's it's been a journey. <laughs> right, it's been a journey, but it's. I'm hoping to finish it all this summer. Uh, I think that's excellent. Yeah. I, you know, I keep on trying to learn as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. I, I always tell my students, I'll never ask you to do something I c cannot do myself, right. or won't try to do myself. It's um, not fair. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just not yeah. <laughs> because you can't. You'll find yourself saying things. I mean, I, I did that as a young teacher, mm -hmm. just not knowing any better. Right. And then I realized, well, I'm saying things that really aren't helping. Right. And I mean, that's my job. My main job here is to help. Absolutely. So, and I I teach by asking them questions. You know, I, I just ask, instead of me saying, well, that's a C and that's a D and that's an E. Yeah. What is that note? Right. Can you figure that one out? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and... The ball's I, in their court. Yeah, I want them to know it. I want, I want to teach them to read. I, I guess in a way I want to teach them to play the piano so that they don't need me to say this is how you play it. Mm -hmm. I want to teach them to be independent. Me too. I, I will tell them things like, um, you know, you're not going to need me if you keep going like this. Right. <laughs> right. And that's good. And they'll, sometimes they'll be like, thank goodness. <laughs> I want you to leave me alone, <laughs> you crazy piano teacher lady. <laughs> but sometimes they're like, oh. I'll always need you. Yeah, I'm always going to need you. Well, it's so much fun when they come back into the studio after they've been in college for a while, and they knock on the door, and I'm going, ah. <laughs> just to see them again. Just to see them again. It's just so much fun. And that's um, so good that you're in the same place that they can do that. Yeah, I I, uh, I envy you that. Oh, I think that's really special. But they know where to find mm -hmm. you. Yeah. You, you know, and you don't know how many times a day somebody's driving by the store and they say, Oh, Miss Karen's there. Yeah. Teaching. I've had some of them just <laughs> drop in and it's really nice. And then the crazy thing is, is when they stop in and I don't recognize them. <laughs> right. And I feel really bad. I'm going through my head, okay, now did I teach this child? Were they in our scout troop? Or <laughs> did I work with them in the youth group at church? How do I know this child? <laughs> yes. Because they change. Yeah. They all say I haven't, but... Yeah, well, you have not changed <laughs> in the entire time of knowing <laughs> Like, when you said you had an 18-year-old grandchild a minute ago, I was like, what? Mm -hmm. That is not possible. My oldest grandson is will be 20 this, this year, and he's in the Navy. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. And yeah. my younger one uh, graduates from Mount Juliet this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're eternally youthful. Extremely Kids keep so. me young. I'm convinced. I am convinced. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. you know, I, and I love what I do. You know, the, yeah. the old saying, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. I don't think I work. But, yeah, there are days that I don't want to come to work, but then I get here. Mm -hmm. um, the other day I was teaching one of my grand students, the student of <laughs> I taught his mother, um, I was watching his little bitty fingers play, and he's rocking back and forth <laughs> as he's playing, and I'm going, oh, this is so rewarding. This is so much fun. Mm -hmm. And then you get the ones who just, I sit here and go, 
with my jaw hanging down going, I taught this kid how to do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Yes. I mean, it, the, how rewarding. The growth level, yeah. The growth of mm-hmm. these kids. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is fun. And um, I have one student that I do FaceTime lessons with. She lives in Florida. Wow. And now I've never done that. It's fun. I would never do it with a beginner because there's too much hands-on. You know, you need to put your hand this way. Or, okay. Um, I would not do it with a beginner. Right. But Samantha's very advanced. Um, she is a... I think she's a junior in high school this year, which blows my mind. But she started with me when she was barely able to get up on the bench. Okay. And um, she's about six, five and a half or six. And they moved away about three, four years ago. And... Okay. Just there wasn't a teacher that she just totally gelled with. Right. So um, her mom texted me and said, do you do online lessons? And I'm like, never have, but let's give it a try. Love it. I went to Florida last year in, I think it was in March, and spent the weekend with them. Nice. And of course, we had to go to the beach. They have <laughs> hey, a pool. Not a bad part. So we were doing theory, sitting out at the pool. Um, we played our duets for Pianorama because she came up for Pianorama last year. Wow. And um, she came for Guild last year, and she will be coming up this weekend for Guild again. Wow. So we're, you know, we're doing it all. And she's on, like, the Keith Snell level eight. Yeah. So she's on that level. Worked at it a long time. She's worked at it a long time, and she's very, very gifted and very Mm self-motivated and memorizes everything she plays. Oh, wow. Amazing child. Amazing amazing young lady. So it's fun. Uh, So the perfect candidate for FaceTime. For FaceTime, yes. And I I really don't think I could do it any other way. You know, I've thought about if I've... If we if we ever had a snow day here, I might do FaceTime lessons mm-hmm. if the roads were bad enough and people couldn't come to lessons. <laughs> we're in Tennessee. That's not going to happen. <laughs> it hasn't happened for several winters, no. it seems like. And I have not been upset about that, I'm going to be honest. Oh, not at all. <laughs> not at all. It's good to have that option, though. Yeah. I know. And I've heard other teachers who's, who have done that yeah. when, they can't, when you just can't squeeze it in any other way mm-hmm. to, uh, to do it that way. Yeah. And I think some some uh, other teachers have success at it. I just haven't tried it yet. Yeah. It's hadn't been the right situation. And this is the right situation. Mm-hmm. We do it every Friday. I don't teach on Fridays, so we do it every Friday afternoon. And Perfect. I, you know, that leads into my next question really well. <laughs> <laughs> so setting boundaries as a teacher. Mm-hmm. You said you don't teach on Fridays. Right. So, and it's actually Friday right now, so mm-hmm. we're, we're talking. And mm-hmm. so um, I'm glad that you have this space in your schedule. Oh, I know. Me too. 48 students is a load. Mm-hmm. Um how do you take care of yourself and avoid burnout and, uh, and set, uh, setting boundaries? You know, mm-hmm. there's um, there's an element of really just needing to veg out. Mm-hmm. I think as a teacher, to there is, and that's why last year I decided I was not going to teach five days a week. I've cut it back to four. Okay, and so I have a three day weekend, which has been very very nice. You know, and um, George George and I ride the Harley. Um, he, we go on some short trips and some long trips. That's great. Did you hear that, people? She says she rides a motorcycle. <laughs> I don't drive it. I'm the passenger. <laughs> Let me clarify that. I love the motorcycle riding teacher. Parent teacher. It's, 
It's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm Harley. Harley chick. So, so you're taking in this just the view. It's like, yeah. um, I mean, it, it's so nice to just go. A um, couple of weeks ago, I went on a women's retreat up to the mountains with a group of some great friends from a church where we all used to attend, and there were about twelve or thirteen of us just up in the Smokies. Ah, we stayed in Townsend. Nice. Um, and I get away when I can. I take me time. I used to not do that. Yeah. I do that now. Yeah. And uh, the motorcycle trips are great. We're actually, my recital is May 19th and May 20th. I'm meeting our motorcycle group. There's seven of us. And I'm flying to Vegas to meet them because they're leaving a few days ahead. But I'll meet them in Vegas and we're going up the coast of Northern California to Oregon and Seattle. We talked about this um couple of months ago you told me about that yeah and I wasn't gonna go I'm so jealous <laughs> I was not gonna go because I didn't want to be on the interstate for that long long stretch but and then my recital had already been scheduled so we just decided okay I'm just gonna fly out and meet him in Vegas and I'll be gone for 10 days Ah, nice. There's boulders on the beach I in Oregon. I can't wait. I know that because I saw it. Well, anyway, I'm going to geek I'll out on you. Pictures. Okay. I'll, s- I'll send you pictures. I wish you would. <laughs> At least one of those boulders. I mean, they, it's beautiful. Yeah, I can't wait. I've never been to Oregon. I've never been. And I've never been to Northern California. I've been to Southern Cal, but not Northern. And then I've been to Seattle before. Okay. But then I'll be flying home from Seattle. All right. Wow. That's wonderful. So that's one way that I avoid burnout. Gotcha. Um, Having a three-day weekend is amazing. Um, And then um, I like to read. Yeah. Um, And sometimes I'll just curl up in one of the bedrooms of the house and just read. Yeah. You know, just get away from it all. Yes. And uh, Because when you own a business, there's no way of escaping completely. Oh, yes. You know, I wear several hats here. That's right. You know, I hadn't thought about that because, I mean, just being self-employed for myself, just mm-hmm. uh, playing music and teaching music right, is, right. is uh, you can't ever really escape. You can't. And there's always a, the next gig to prepare for or the next student. I, did, did I order that book? Did I return that phone call? Yeah. Did I write always. down last week's money? Oh, did yeah. I, you know. Did I? Mm, there's so many so, things. And, like, tomorrow night I'm leading worship music for an Emmaus event, walk to Emmaus event, and I've got okay. to go home this afternoon and prepare for about four songs that I'm leading for that. So Okay. On you know, guitar? There's always mm-hmm, guitar and singing. How nice. Yeah. So you get to step away from the piano, too, and have a... Mm-hmm. To me, guitar is um, much more... You're facing people. Mm-hmm. The, the instrument's made out of wood in your hands. Mm-hmm. It's more uh, a little bit more... Of course, piano's made out of wood, yeah. too, but you know what I mean. You can't, oh, yeah. You can't move it. It stays no. in one place. And you can carry it with you when you're going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's easier, yeah. you know. Um so but, that's good too. You have things that give you balance. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there's there's a lot, you know. And I, you know, I do. I'm in charge of the education center, ordering music books. I do some of the, you know, paperwork here at the store. The daily, right, grind. <laughs> yes. Of that, um, but computers have helped a lot. With, <laughs> yeah. When they work. <laughs> um, right. So you know, there's there's a lot, but you know, having our both of our sons here has just been wonderful. Mm-hmm. I do have to um, kind of brag a little bit, or just we were honored this year to earn the Lifetime Achievement Award through the Chamber of Commerce. 
That's amazing. And, you know, when your community recognizes your accomplishments and what you've done, and we are probably, we know we're one of the oldest businesses, small businesses in Mount Juliet. There's a couple that are older than us. Yeah. But not many. I mean, for 45 years. Yes. You know, it's a pretty cool. It's amazing. Pretty cool thing. Truly. Um, I'll, I'll, um, if there's an online reference to that somewhere, I'll link that up. I'll, I'll provide a link to that so people can read about that story. Okay. Well, I've, I will send you the link for this little magazine, Life Between the Lakes. They did the article in February of, of George and I when we met, and then the April issue ha- is just celebrating our 45 years and the store's history and the legacy that my father-in-law and mother-in-law started. Oh, that's amazing. So. Wow. Well, I was just going to ask you if there's anything else you wanted to say, but that seems <laughs> to pretty much say it all. I think I mean, so. I, I mean, mean, I. it's just, it's our life. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we love what we do, and like I said, I can't imagine doing anything else. I know early on in our marriage, I worked at an insurance agency behind a desk. That's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> right. You know? I just had to try something different even though I was still teaching. But, you know, I built it up. I had one of the greatest things about teaching piano and being self-employed is while my boys, while our boys were growing up, I could make my schedule around their schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. George and I were both scout leaders for the, for the Cub Scouts and the Boy Scouts while the boys were there. Um, I worked with the youth group at the church while they were growing up. And so we were able to spend that time with them, but I also was able to work my schedule around them. Yeah. So, and that, that was very rewarding. Very, very rewarding. Yes. So, because they, you know, now the boys are working here. Exactly. <laughs> right. Carrying on the, the family <laughs> legacy. Yeah. It didn't run them off. <laughs> no. It's they... They've always loved it. I mean, even when they were little bitty, they were hanging out at the store. So How cool always, is that? <laughs> always been around. So. Well, uh, thank you so much. I guess, I hate to, but I guess we'll bring this to a close. So. I know. We could sit here and talk forever. <laughs> I, I could this ask you fun. lots of teaching questions, I know. And well, you know that I'm just a phone call away, and we're, we're not that far apart you know, geographically, so. True, and hopefully we'll get to go to that conference this summer. And I hope you go. Compare notes. Well, I've already registered. Yes. I've got my plane ticket and everything. <laughs> I am ready. I've been waiting for the Southwest July deals to come up. Oh. <laughs> but um, I bought mine a while back. I don't remember if it was a huge deal or not, but I'll have to let you know. I'll let you know when I'm flying up. Maybe we can, okay. maybe we can catch the same flight. Yeah. And I have a friend from Kentucky coming. She used to teach voice here, so excellent. Um, she she's opened up her own big studio in her hometown, so she's coming. Nice. So, all right. Well, thank Karen, you. Have Amy. a good rest. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much. And just have a great rest of the day off. All right. On this Friday, I plan afternoon. on it. <laughs> I plan on it. You too. All right. Take care. <laughs>